In this way, Loyalichananda has a cooling effect on the living being. Loyalichananda um, is known to be the servant of the Lord. And as the servant of the Lord, Lord Nichananda is Ali Guru, the original spiritual master who engages everyone else in the service of Lord Chaitanya. And by this service, the burning fire in the heart, which is also described as Sansara Dhavana, the the blazing fire of material existence, that is extinguished. So, in this way, Nichananda, um, the first spiritual master, and then a whole disciplic succession of spiritual masters. It is said in Chaitanya Charitamrita, every single one of the associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was such a spiritual master. They were all spiritual masters. And it's like each one of them could deliver an entire universe. Such were the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They were effulgent. They were just uh, so full of transcendental bliss and energy. Um, no one, no one could match them. Valabhata was a great scholar who came to Jagannath Puri. And he was a little proud because, you know, that is the one, the one problem in studying scripture, in becoming learned in scripture, is that one becomes proud as a result of the learning. So Valva Acharya had some degree of that, but it said he was like a glow worm in, in, the, in the assembly of these effulgent personalities. His, um, because their glory is not based on knowledge alone. Um, rather, their glory was based on knowledge that was thoroughly, thoroughly realized by practice, by then appreciating the, the nature of Krishna and his amazing qualities, and therefore becoming attracted to Krishna very thoroughly. And so, being drawn to Krishna to a point where they could no longer resist it at every moment, at every moment, absorbed, every moment being drawn to Krishna. And then Krishna reciprocates. Krishna is also drawn to his devotee. So the Chaitanya Charitamrita is in this way revealing, gradually revealing to us the nature of the loving exchange between the devotee and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and increasingly so. At first, it sort of brushes over the subject, and then it begins to philosophically explain the subject, then it begins to show how this love of God is manifesting in Chaitanya.
and as we are also reading such intimate pastimes, Chaitanya Charitamrita is also warning us uh, to follow Vaishnava etiquette. Uh, to always take shelter, in other words, Vaishnava etiquette is actually an English translation of the word sadachar, or the behavior of saintly persons. So where we're falling short in love, there we have the prescribed behavior of saintly persons. And this combination is keeping us safe on the spiritual platform our natural attraction to Krishna, which is the result of exploring his qualities and then at the same time taking shelter of the behavior of saintly persons. Uh, there are different biographies written about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, the first biography is written by Murari Gupta. Murari Gupta he was a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a few years older, and he would daily meet Nimai. In his early age, Nimai was a, uh, a wild boy, a boy with a lot of energy. Um, um, somehow or other, Nimai would fight with other boys at the river, he would fight quite a bit, and he would uh, he would somehow or other uh, be very demanding. His father died at a young age, and then one day Nimai says to his mother, now alone with his mother, he says, "They live in a simple dwelling." Um, he says to his mother, I want to worship the Ganga. She says, yes, yes, yes. Just a moment and I'll bring all the things, you know, garland and, you know, all the paraphernalia. He says, no, no, I don't want to wait. And he begins to bang his fists on the ground and just go into a total fit. And then he jumps up, grabs a stick and starts to break everything in the house. Now, she had, you know, there were ants and all these things, so she had certain things hanging, hanging in bags. Other things were kept in pots, clay pots. And he just went wild, beating everything with his stick, smashing all the pots, smashing the bags, throwing them on the ground, making a total mess and destroying all the supplies. Then he threw himself on the ground and just cried. She, as the emblem of tolerance, it said, as I, A-Y, I, the original mother, tolerated everything. Then, somehow or other, she cooked a meal. How she did it? where she got the supplies. Then she cooked the meal. She served it out and said, Nimai, this is the last meal that I will be serving because you have destroyed all the supplies 
and this is it. And that was all she said. Next moment, he manifests a tola, that is a thumb, a thumb of gold in his hand. Gives that to her. Go get some supplies. <laughs> 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 I mean, she says, that it blew her mind, obviously. I mean, where does this gold suddenly come from? How does he do these things? And who is he? I mean, the question came to her mind. Who is he? Murari oh. Gupta is the first one to write a diary. In 1510, in 1510, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas. That's quite, I mean, that's a very dramatic moment. Everything stopped in Navadvip. From 1486 to 1510, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed in Navadvip. Yes, he traveled to Gaya after his father died, after he grew up a bit, to do. Uh, a special ritual. There's the Vishnupat Mandir, a temple where Lord Vishnu had stepped on a rock and his footprint is in the rock. And we can see in Gaya this temple. And it is the rock is there and they're bathing the rock with milk constantly. I also went there. <laughs> saw, saw that footprint. I didn't. And also got some of that milk, yes, I got. Um, there he met his spiritual master. That was the turning point, the turning point where Nimai Pandit, the scholar, um, transformed into the devotee. Um, yes, even the Supreme Personality of Godhead is accepting a spiritual master. Because, of course, he doesn't need a spiritual master. When he approached Ishvarapuri, Ishvarapuri said, how can I be your spiritual master? How is it possible? But somehow or other, that relationship was there because Ishvarapuri was writing a book about Krishna. And at one point, because Nimai was such a Sanskrit scholar, he asked him to do some, to check the Sanskrit. So Nimai went through the book and Nimai pointed out some mistakes. Then he said, no, no, these are not mistakes. And based on, on Sanskrit dictionaries and, and books of grammar, he established that actually, no, this is not a mistake, this is correct. So they had that relationship already from before, student-teacher. It was already there at an earlier time. It's not that one accepts a spiritual master out of the blue, right? And that one just simply sees a person and says, oh, please, be my guru. No, some relationship develops. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed how to be a disciple. Although Guru Padasraya Rupa Goswami writes in his Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu, uh, there it all begins. First, take shelter of the feet of a spiritual master. Vande Gurun, 
worshipping the spiritual masters, uh, not one, but many. Um, yes, the first spiritual master who showed us the path, Farpapadarshik. Um, then so many instructions you get, Siksha Guru, Diksha Chaitanya Charitamrita, first chapter. That is how Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami begins his biography. Murari Gupta, he started writing his book in 1510. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, so much later, he started only in 1576 and finished in 1616. 1516. It took almost 40 years. Whereas you know, some almost 70 years earlier, Murari Gupta started his, his diet. Murari Gupta begins to describe in his Kadacha how the first personalities that appeared in Navadvip, oh, they were the associates of, of Madhavendra Puri, the disciples of Madhavendra Puri. Madhavendra Puri is the spiritual master of Ishvara Puri, the spiritual master of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his Param Guru, in other words. So Madhavendra Puri was the source. He created all these amazing, amazing devotees. Wherever he went, he transformed people. Later we see in Chaitanya Charitamrita described Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meets this ecstatic devotee in Mathura. And sure enough, he turns out to, to also have a connection with Mother in the Puri. Anybody who had any extraordinary symptoms of, of ecstasy in his bhakti, not just mechanical bhakti, not just, you know, chanting rounds for the sake of fulfilling quotas and so on, in the hope that one day the mercy rain, will rain down. Not that kind of chanting, but chanting full of, of taste and bliss. That kind of chanting was found in the associates of Madhav and the Guru. Oh yes, amazing personalities. Um, and here I happen to have some quotes. Allow me to type for a moment because I'm terrible at multitasking. <laughs> So, the elders that appeared there in Navadvip are described by Murari Gupta. And he describes how Pundarik Vijanidi, also known as Premdidi, came all the way from East Bengal, in the southeast corner of Bengal, the most southeast corner. Bengal was one. Now, of course, we have West Bengal and Bangladesh because in 1947, the British, they cut the heritage of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in two pieces. And East Bengal became predominated by Islam and the places dedicated to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became covered. But something is still there. More than you think. Ah, yes. Yes, you can go. <coughs> yes, yes. 
I also went to that place. <laughs> yes, yes. I checked it out. It was very nice. We took plane to Chittagong. Ah, Chittagong is in the southeast corner of Bangladesh, of East Bengal. And just near to Chittagong is Chattagram. And just there, outside of Chattagram, in the Chattagram district, is the village where our Pundarik Vijani appeared. Oh yes, now there's a temple there, Pundarik Dam. It's a very nice temple, actually. Uh, you know, and there is this big throne. And that Pundarik Vijaniri is picture is there, and it's very opulent. <coughs> Because Pundarik Vijayadidi was such a Vaishnava. He was a Vaishnava who was kind of very aristocratic, to say the least. His hair was coiffured, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he had, next to him, he had some, some pots with scented water, sitting on a raised seat so that the scented water was reaching his nostrils, so that he didn't have to smell anything unpleasant. Um, there were beautiful flower gardens on his silks. Right? His silk robes were, were draped. Right? They were draped. There were some servants fanning him, and other servants were offering him plates with betel nut, which he elegantly chewed. <laughs> In this way, Hunrik Vichenidi had traveled. He would regularly travel from, from Chattagram to Navadvip, where he had another residence. And so, Hunrik was seated on a throne. Later we find, later we find a description of Gadadar. Gadadar was, had heard about Pundrik, wanted to see him, such a devotee, went to see him and saw him sitting on his throne. He said, oh, he's not at all a great Vaishnava, he's a sense enjoyer. But then Mukunda, Mukunda, Mukunda Dutton, Vasudev Dutton, they're also from the Chattagram district. Mukunda Dutta is a very sweet singer. And so Mukunda Dutta sat down and sang this bhajan about how Putana, Putana, that witch, smeared poison on her, on her breast and tried to poison child Krishna. And how child Krishna accepted her breast and sucked the poison, and it didn't affect him. But he also took the milk from the breast, and he also sucked out her life air. And Putana died, and Putana then was promoted and became, became the mother of Krishna in the spiritual world. One of his mothers, because he has many mothers. You know how it is. I also have many mothers. My God, they're always muttering over me. <laughs> That's how it is. Maharaj, yes, something healthy, and then I get beetroot soup. And I don't know. <laughs> 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 really, really. <laughs> uh, 
something else that's terribly healthy. It's good for your marriage. Insoxually, and all those things. Very nice. <laughs> the love is very nice. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate it. Or an itchy woolen head or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yes, so Krishna also has many mothers. And Putara, the witch, became one of them. She became a dautri, a nurse. Dautri actually means giver, the one who gives. So a dautri is a giver. The dati, dautri, same roots, giver. So this is very interesting. A mother is, is a giver, selfless giver. So that's Putara became like that. So anyway, Mukunda Dutta, who has a sweet voice, was singing this wonderful, about this amazing miracle. And Putnarik Vijanini lost it. He lost it. He just kicked his water pots off the thing. He just, just crashed on the ground and rolled through the water and messed up his clothes and his hair and everything. It was a total and just totally in ecstasy and showed that he didn't care at all about these externals. Then why was he wearing all this opulence stuff? Because, because Pundarik Vijanidi was actually none other than Maharaj Risapanu, the father of Srimad Radharani. And therefore, he was in this mood of royalty. Because Risapanu Maharaj had a serious palace. He had two million cows and Nanda Maharaj only 900,000. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, very opulent. So, you know, yes. So he had that same opulence. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would sometimes call him father. But now, Murari Gupta takes us back in time. Before the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a generation before, there is Pundarik Vijaniri. There is Gopinath Acharya. Oh, Gopinath Acharya, a Brahmana, learned in scripture, and at the same time, so deep in his devotion, that Gopinath Acharya resided there in Navadvip. And Murari Gupta is writing. Another advanced Brahmana, Gopinath Acharya, took the path of hearing Srinam Japa, then fully intoxicated with Krishna praying, Gopinath would again and again cry out his names. He thus created a wave of song, dance and music on which he would dance like the ocean flooding its shores. Can you visualize the metaphor? So his chanting is like creating, creating music and it creates like waves of music and he's dancing on that music of his japa. Eh? Like the waves are just dancing on the shore. So it's just like, just like flowing out from him while he's chanting. And Gopinath Acharya, okay, 
That's quite something. So Murari Gupta describes like that. He also describes Chandrasekharacharya. Oh yes, we know in Mayapur, if we go to Mayapur, I also went to that place. <laughs> and in Mayapur, there we have of course the yoga pits, the birthplace of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not far from there is the house of Srivas. Srivas Thakur, they were neighbors basically. Srivas Angan is next to the birthplace of Mahaprabhu. And Srivas was a contemporary of Jagannath Mishra, the parents of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Another contemporary was Chandrasekhar Acharya, who lived also very close. So therefore, when we are in Mayapur, Parikrama, we go and we do these three places. Huh? Go to Yoga Pit, go to Srivas Angan, go through the house of Chandravekar Acharya, yes, yes, yes. And it says in Parikram book, yes, here, there, there. <laughs> okay, we visit, yes. Have you seen those places? Yes, 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 yes. I have been. Very good. So these personalities, they were the elders. They were the elders. So now let's hear a little bit about uh, Chandrasekhar Acharya. In that abode of Navadvip, where Sri Chandrasekhar Acharya, sovereign of the Guru Brahmanas, shown in transcendence, hairs erect, drilled by Krishna's names, and soaked by tears flooding from his eyes as he reeled under the impact of Srinam. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are things you have to visualize, right? These, these words, you have to see the image, you know, of, of him chanting, now in Kirtan. And how the Kirtan just threw him back. He reeled. He couldn't, couldn't even stand straight under the impact of the holy name. It is said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, later, of course, came to his house and in his house performed a drama. He performed a drama with all the Vaishnavas. So, in this way, um, a famous place. Um, so all these associates are there. And yes, it all started with Madhav and the Puri. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, among the biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is sometimes described as the final word, the last word. It is not. It is like taking everything. It brings everything together. Murari Gupta describes the the early pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the elders. But then, so much more also happened. What's more also happened. So that is not there. And Murari describes the amazing, the amazing qualities of the devotees. Right? I mean, we just heard. These are not just devotees. These are like, you know, extraordinary transcendental personalities, totally living in the transcendental reality, not just uh, sort of every day reconnecting. You know, we, we get first initiation, second initiation, at the time of second initiation we receive Gayatri. 
So that Gayatri is supposed to be chanted, the Gayatri mantra, three times a day at the Sandhyas, at the joint of the day and the night in the morning, at noon, and at night, at the joint of day and night. Approximately. Uh, anyway, and what is the idea? The principal idea of the Gayatri is to reconnect. Because after a whole night of sleep, in the morning you rub the sleep out of your eyes. Like, okay, uh, a shower. Some people don't even get time for that. Splash a little water in the face and ready to go. Uh, a bit of perfume here and there in the day, ready to begin. <laughs> who are a little bit more in the mode of goodness actually take a full shower <laughs> and, and put on clean clothes and start the day. Then after that, the brahmanas do so. Take their baths, put clean cloth and so on. Then sit and chant guide. To reconnect. Uh, to reconnect to the Supreme Lord, to the transcendental platform, to the transcendental vision, to understand that actually... Spirit is more important than matter. Prabhupada used to say, the paintings on the wall are windows to the spiritual world. Right? So, those paintings on the wall that you're <coughs> seeing here, those are not pictures. Those are not pictures. Those are windows. Got that? <laughs> then, those windows behind me, those are not windows. <laughs> those windows behind me, they are pictures. <laughs> because what you see out there is not real. That's not real. And what you see on those paintings, that's real. Okay, folks. <laughs> I got that one. Yes. In this way, um, Prabhupada used to tell us. So the Gayatri Mantra brings us <coughs> to transcendence, to the transcendental vision, to residing there. That is where we live. Not here. Here in this world is not home. We have no home in this world. If you have a sign on your wall, home sweet home, take it down. <laughs> Tonight, when you get there. And just change it for like, you know, it's just temporary residence, right? It's the waiting room, right? You don't hang a home sweet home sign in a waiting room or in the lounge, you know, the waiting lounge where you board the plane. No. The home is the spiritual world. So these Vaishnavas, whose descriptions are given by Murari Gupta, are basically there, residents of the spiritual world, Jivan Mukta. They are Ihaya Sahariddha Siv Karmanamana Sagira Nikala Swapiyavastas of Jivan Mukta Sojate. They're in this world but at the same time liberated souls and they're really there. You say it also. If someone's very spiritually exalted, wow, he's really there, you know what I mean? Where? Uh, there. <laughs> Where is that? There, there, there. <laughs> Very high. 
is also in this material world, but not not really like seeing that this is this is the world, what it's all about, and it's not it's not about New York. It's not it's not about planet Earth. It's not about it's not about this universe, and it's it's not about all that. It's about the spiritual world. It's not that spiritual life is a philosophical adjustment. Now, since I read this book, my eyes have been opened. Now I know, now I know that there is an eternal world. Congratulations. You you get a diploma, a certificate, you have passed, you've, you've got... Pass the exam. That's supposed to, to be the outcome of this course. But there is more than a course. Um, one has to realize the spirit of the spiritual world. Not just know about the spiritual world, but realize the spirit, realize the love of God. Hmm. Chitanya Namamavaninyaya Krishna Prema Padayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gorachisina Maha Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as Rupa Goswami defined it, is the one who freely distributes the love of God to all, to the most fallen, the most exalted, to the most fallen. That which was never distributed before. Question? Uh, yes, 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 question, please. Yes. Um, then, if you said it was never distributed before, then how come Bhadavanda Puri had all this? And how come that here is Chandrasekhar Acharya reeling under the impact of the holy name? And how is it that Gopinath Acharya is chanting Japa and is sort of dancing on the waves of his own Japa? How is it all happening? When? Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not yet appeared. How about that? Hmm. That's funny. When clearly Rupa Goswami, our Acharya, says that it begins with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Contradiction. So this is the first problem we encounter when we are reading this biography of Murari Gupta, the first biography. How is it possible that Madhavendra Puri had such symptoms of love of God that he could trans- transform all these people and turn them into Pranabhaktas? Devotees full of love. How is it possible? If it starts with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As we read the diary Murari Gupta, you have to be awake. Don't sleep while reading it. But if you are awake, one, you will find the verse which gives the answer. And that verse which gives the answer is where it says that Madhavendra Puri is the Shakti Avesh avatar of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, what does it mean anyway? Uh, well, that I'll share with you now. Shakti Avesh. 
Avesh means the, the personification. Shakti means the energy. Shakti Avesh. He is the avatar who is the, is the incarnation, who is the, the personification of the energy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Not the Supreme Personality of Godhead. No, a living being, a jiva, like us, but an empowered one. One who is so much empowered that this divine potency is just manifesting to him. Um, there are many Shakti Avesh avatars um, that are recognized. For example, Buddha, Shakti Avesh avatar. Narada Muni, Shakti Avesh avatar. And also Jesus Christ, Shakti Avesh avatar. I mean, where there is special, special potency, special divine potency, manifesting through a living entity. Not just pure devotee. Pure devotee means full dedication. He who has given everything in service of the Lord, that is pure devotee. But Shakti Avesh also means now special power manifests through him. So many pure devotees who fully have dedicated their lives. But different categories. In the Ramayana, we know the story of building the bridge to, the, to Sri Lanka, to the island Lanka. And we remember that Hanuman especially was quite active. Now Hanuman was powerful, and Hanuman just ripped off mountain tops and threw it in the water. Rode Ram on the, on the rock and just threw it in the water. Meanwhile, there's a spider, and this spider is throwing crumbs. So at one point, Hanuman comes and says, Hey, you spider, get out of the way. You know, we're building a bridge here, you know. And it, you know, and it clicks, you know. Before I step on you, you know, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and Hanuman throws his rocks in the water. But then Ramachandra, Lord Ramachandra says, No, Hanuman, huh? you are both equal in my eyes, because you're both giving it everything you have. So we see, the spider was also a pure devotee, Hanuman also a pure devotee, but Hanuman was a specially empowered devotee. Aha, uh -huh. so see the difference. So here Madhavendra Puri is the especially empowered devotee. He is the root of the Chaitanya tree. Then he has these sannyasis, who are very powerful. One of them is Paramananda Puri. Well, Karnapur, he tells us Paramananda Puri is none other than Uddhava. Ah, Uddhava, close devotee of Krishna. Uh, then we understand why Paramananda Puri was so special. He's Uddhava. Ah, if you've told me that from, from the start, then I would have understood. In the Chaitanya Tartamrita, it is written. Uh, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Paramananda Puri, he said, Paramananda Puri, the disciple of Madhavendra Puri, said, Today, I see Madhavendra Puri in front of me in the form of Paramananda Puri. That, that's amazing. That verse is something. When you read that, you think, wow, what a disciple. Yeah. Here is the Guru is manifest in the presence of the disciple. 
What a disciple. Just from that one verse, one can understand how to be a disciple. So in this way, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is very rich, right? It gives just, just all, each verse in itself. There's a story in the book, many stories, but there's also individual verses, and from each verse we can draw so many things. Just from this <coughs> verse, Paramananda Puri. Uh, now Madhavanda Puri is present in the form of his disciple Madhavanda Puri. Ah, the disciple who is so dedicated to, to, is just manifesting his spiritual master. That is wonderful. So in this way we're appreciating uh, the depth. So I'm leaving now Murari Gupta's diary. I have described the elders and how the elders have uh, sort of preceded Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. How it all came from Madhavendra Puri, and I've explained how Madhavendra Puri was the root of everything and how where he got his power. And ultimately, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the Shakti Adveshavata. So it did come from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu originally. Mm -hmm. Then. I will carry on to the next very important book and I already kind of preempted it when I spoke about Paramananda Puri being Uddhava and that it was Kavikarnapur who spoke. So Kavikarnapur is a very interesting personality because Kavikarnapur was the son of Sivananda Singh. Sivananda Singh is actually from the same area as Iswarapuri, a place known as Kumarhatta, which is not too far of Calcutta, actually. This Kumarhatta is an important place, it's the birthplace of Iswarapuri. It is also the place of Sivananda Singh and his son, Kavikarnapur, was there. When Sivananda Singh was a householder, very dedicated to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, he used to organize the annual pilgrimages of the devotees going from Bengal to Puri. And so he was like a manager. I went also to the birthplace of Shivananda Sain. That was interesting. In Bangladesh. Yes, I also went to that place actually. I also saw that. And somehow or other, in the birthplace there is a tree in the middle of the fields. I don't know what it was, but if you check out in Vedic culture, apparently ladies always gave birth under trees. Because in any birthplace, there always is a tree. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe they planted the trees later on, you know, to mark the birthplace. Possible. Ah. Anyway. Whatever. So, we were there under that tree. Two kilometers away from there, there is a whole temple dedicated to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there, there is a portrait, an ancient portrait of Sivananda Singh. And it could be an original portrait. It's an old painted portrait. And I tell you, he really looked like Sivananda Singh. <laughs> a guy, a manager. You know, as soon as I saw him, I said, that's a manager. 
<laughs> he had it, you know. I mean, you know, you can spot one, right? Totally sharp, you know. I mean, a look in his eyes, like, very observant, seeing everything, clear-headed, not like sort of a dreamy kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when you look at that, she even had the same. He's with it, completely, on top of it. Yeah? It might just be. Because, after all, they used to have natashalas in Bengal. Natashalas, where they would keep paintings and art related to the Lord and his devotees and also books and all these things. For example, Kanai Natashala, right? Kanai is, of course, Krishna, and that Kanai Natashala is a famous place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went, and that was clearly a place where they stored manuscripts, where they stored works of art, and so on. So there also, so that painting of Sri the Saint could have been a real one. Anyway, leaving that for what it is, but it is interesting to go on these pilgrimages because you see all kinds of things that you just can't see here from, you know, sitting here and Googling a little bit on the internet and sort of, you know, okay, Shivan and Singh, Google, Wikipedia, there it is, Shivan and Singh, okay, okay, Sankar, Kanapur, got that, okay, okay, got it all, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, old hat, you know. <laughs> the Swami gave this lecture today. It was all old hat. Therefore, I drew in a painting for you that you've never seen. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm planning to take a group of devotees to Bangladesh. You have to be adventurous to go there. <laughs> Are you ready for it? Yes. You sure? Yes. We went to the birthplace of Advaita Acharya, and it was really nice. Oh, we had to cross two rivers and drive over rough terrain in these Bhagavad temples. And then we were there in the place, and there were not enough mosquito nets. So. The devotee, two devotees in one mosquito nets, right? And then, yes, in the middle of the night, suddenly a lot of screaming, and it turned out there was a rat in a mosquito <laughs> net. Oh <my> God. <laughs> it's intense being with a rat in a mosquito net. <laughs> it's one thing having them on the rail tracks, but in a mosquito net is another dimension. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> it's the birthplace of the Vator Child. <laughs> it's the dust, and you can roll in it and put it on your head. Do you have faith? No. Do you have faith? <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready to just take shelter of the Lord and take any hardships and just go there and roll in the dust? Wikipedia for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post pictures for you. Okay, we'll go there, take the pictures, we'll write it all down for you, Facebook, whatever you want. We'll make sure you're connected. <laughs> Anyhow. 
But, ah, yes, it is amazing. So, all these places. And here, Sivananda Singh, the close associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He had a son, he was a householder. And, you know, although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was strict with the brahmacharis and the renunciate, you know, with the grihastas, always admiring their babies. And here is, is, is the baby, and Sivananda Singh brought his newborn son and placed him at the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the child took the toe of the Lord and put it in his mouth. <laughs> now, if you ever had a child, you know, I mean, that's a good process because Kavikarnapur, he transformed. And Kavikarnapur, he became extraordinary. At five years old, he is like composing all this deep, deep devotional poetry about the pastimes of Krishna and, and the gopis in Vrindavan. And he's like totally realized Mahabhagavat yeah, at age five. And then a great literary personality. His whole life he was a literary personality. Kavi Karnapur writes this book, right, called the Gauraganadesh Deepika. Important book published in 1572. So way before the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's only published in, as I told you, 1615, 1616. So this book of Kavi is sometimes known as the Who is Who. Right? <coughs> because in that book, after all, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, ah, ah, yes, Rajendranandan Krishna, he comes as the son of Sachi, and Balaram comes as Nichananda. So, in this way, there is that parallel, that parallel reality. On the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but now golden, in the mood of Radharani, and walking like in this way. But <coughs> not only Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Balaram has become Nichananda, and all the associates actually have their parallel identity. So here they are, and yes. The Gauraganadesh Deepika is, is like revealing all the parallel identities. So that's important that you sort of get an idea of who is who. Huh? That helps uh, quite a bit. For example, uh, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. You know, a Bhattacharya is, is a Brahmana who is very learned, right? It's the title, Bhattacharya, very learned Acharya, and he is Sarvabhoma. He has this title that he can teach the entire world. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. How did he get the title? Ah, his name was Vasudev Bhatta. Vasudev Bhatta Acharya. And it is so that in Vedic scripture, there is one branch called Nyaya. This Nyaya deals with logic. And you know, you can have lots of interesting debates in Nyaya. For example, is, is the pot in the air or is the air in the pot? <laughs> and that could, uh, very interesting discussions like this. And 
or you know, there's the fruit. The crow landed on the on the branch of the tree. The f the fruit fell. Now, what is the cause? Right? Was it that the fruit was ripe and just fell because it's ripe? Or was it that the, that the crow, as it landed, was shaking the branch, right? And, and, the, and the crow was the cause? Like this, they're, they're investigating all the causes. Right? So, okay, it's, it's a system of logic. Now, in Vedic times, they did very well with this system of logic. But somehow or other, when Buddhism came up, there was a real problem with this uh, Nyaya, that Buddhist logic right, was somehow or other difficult to defeat through the system of Nyaya. And the Buddhists were defeating all these Nyaya philosophers. So this was a great problem. So in Ayodhya, in Mithila, hmm, in Mithila, the area of Ayodhya district, the pundits came up with a renovated Nyaya called Navanyai. And that was, was very successful, and there were lots of Buddhists also in that area, so they were successfully 